All right, all right. So let's get started with our first real episode of Train, Thrive, Grow. So today, I wanted to talk about something that comes a little bit before we start creating an online course. One of the questions I get asked most often is, do you think that I'm ready to start an online course? So to answer this question, there's not like one yes, no kind of break even point where if you're at a certain stage in your business, you're ready to start an online course, but if you haven't gotten there yet, then you're not ready. Um, Because it's not really about having a particular number of followers. It's not about the number of years you've been in business. There's really only three things that I think people really need if they're going to start an online course. One, the first one's kind of obvious. You need to have a topic that you're knowledgeable and excited about, right? Something that you are an expert on and that you're excited to teach about. The second thing you need is an audience that knows you and trusts your work. Now, if that audience is five people, it might be a little bit tougher to sell an online course, but you don't necessarily need that audience to be, you know, in the thousands for your course to be successful and lucrative. Um, You also need to know, though, what that audience needs from your course. So that's the third thing, right? You want to have a topic you're excited about, an audience that knows you, and then the reverse is true. You have to know that audience. So those are the three main things that I tell people they should have before they create an online course. Something else that you might want to consider, too, is you want to have a good sense of what your goals are for the course before you start getting into it. So I wanted to talk through these things a little bit today. And the first thing I wanted to talk about was the idea of having that topic that you're knowledgeable and excited about. My first big to do for a potential online course creator is find your niche. So I think this is probably the most important thing you can do as a new course creator in 2018 and really like as a blogger or an infopreneur or anyone who bases their business around providing content. It's super important to have a niche, right? The online world is super crowded and in virtually every kind of area that people might write about or talk about online, there's a lot of other players in that space. The way you cut through the noise is to be unique. So a lot of people tell me that they are afraid to alienate potential clients or potential course students by, you know, being so specific. But the truth is that while generic content is mildly interesting to everyone, if you're trying to sell online today, you want to get that It's called like the long tail market, right? You want to create materials that a particular group of people are going to be totally, totally in love with, right? So think of an example here. Like, let's say I am a nutrition blogger, right? And I'm just getting started. I'm really passionate and excited about nutrition, and I want to start building a business around that. If I just go in and I start writing just nutrition of all types, right? I I do some articles about keto. I do some articles about vegan dieting, paleo dieting, intermittent fasting, all the other trendy diets that are out there. Well, what's going to happen when someone lands on my blog? If they're a vegan and they see a paleo article, well, then they're probably going to click away because they're not interested in paleo lifestyle. 
Uh, on the other hand, if a paleo person sees that vegan content, they're not going to find my great paleo article because what they first saw was not tailored to their needs. So what you want to do when you're creating a niche is find something that you are passionate about and really hone in on what your unique perspective is and focus your content around that. Now, obviously, you want to validate that there is interest and demand for your content, right? You don't want to write something that no one is interested in, but you that's kind of the sweet spot is you find something that has an audience and is going to really appeal to particular people. So those are really what I think your first important tasks are in online business, getting focused in your content, really discovering your voice and your particular focus, and then also defining your avatar, right? So the actual person that you're talking to what are they like and what do they need from you? Thinking about your audience in this way and really focusing your content is a great way to build a following. So we're going to get to that a little bit later in the episode. But I wanted to leave you guys before we moved on from the niche section with a list of questions. So these are some things that I always ask my students if they are having trouble kind of focusing their content online and really landing on what their niche is. So if you are a service-based entrepreneur, you can ask yourself what kind of clients just light you up. So you might work with people from a variety of different, uh, I guess, client types, but there's probably a specific group of people who you are just really excited about when you get to work with them. So one example here is photography, right? So I know a lot of photographers who when they're starting out, maybe they did a little bit of everything, but as they kind of progressed in their business, they really landed on a particular style, right? So they might focus on being a wedding photographer or focus on being a commercial photographer. And a lot of the times this was what they loved to do. And then because they loved it, they ended up being really good at it and they were able to attract an audience around that. So that's one great question to ask yourself. So again, What type of client are you really excited about? Another great way to find your niche is to try to speak to your past self. Now, this is especially true for my listeners who are maybe health coaches or business coaches. A lot of times we are teaching the things that we ourselves needed to hear six months ago or a year ago or five years ago, however long it is. And if you're speaking to your past self, then you know that avatar super well. And it's a great way to focus your content because you're speaking to the person that you used to be, the person who needs to know the information that you're now teaching. And you can really tailor your content to that person because you know them so well. Another obvious question maybe here, what special expertise and experiences do you have Uh, You can also look and see if you have an approach that sets you apart, right? So maybe you're a business coach, maybe you teach something around, you know, a topic like Instagram or Facebook, and yeah, there's a lot of other people talking about those things, but maybe you have a philosophy and an approach that's totally unique and different, and if you can kind of zoom in on that approach and really flesh it out and focus on that, that can be a way to create your niche. Uh, Another thing that's also important is to use analytics, right? Figure out what people in your field are talking about right now, what people are interested in. Uh, A lot of social tools, a lot of social media tools have built-in analytics if you have a business account. 
You can also just see, like, are there particular blog posts you do or Instagram posts you do that just totally kill it, right? So content that you create that really seems to find an audience and get a lot of traction, that's another good clue that you might have found your niche. So the second step after we've defined our niche is building an audience, right? So you can see these kind of go together and as you're finding your niche, you're going to be simultaneously building your audience. These aren't like a step-by-step -step sequence, but it's really important to remember that successful course launches begin way before you start developing your course. They actually start off when you are building a relationship with your audience, the people you're talking to. And the best way you can do this is two things. One, become a trusted authority on something, and two, lead with your personality, lead with who you are. Make sure that your audience always sees that there is a real person uh, presenting them with the content so that they get that kind of one-on-one -on -one relationship with you. They feel like you know them they or they know you. This is super important because as we've mentioned a couple times, the online course market in 2018 is super crowded. And the way you cut through the noise is by being that real person, right? People have relationships with other people, not with kind of companies. They don't have relationships with content. So when you lead with your personality and help people get to know you in your materials, that is a great way to set yourself up for success as a course creator. All right, so building an audience is a big topic, but I wanted to include five ways that I always tell my students, five strategies that I always give my students and clients when they are at the audience building stage. So number one, like I mentioned, lead with you. So this means using your real name, showing your face. Um, if your audience is on Instagram, showing parts of your daily life and stories, make sure that within a couple seconds of landing on your content, someone knows the name and hopefully the image of the real person who's behind the content. Again, this is so important because it's how your audience is going to make that human connection with your materials. The second tip for building your audience is to always, always create your content with your audience in mind. So if you're writing something that just feels like kind of filler and fluff and it's not geared towards your niche and it's not focused, then I would always ask yourself, why are you creating that content? Because yeah, in the beginning, there's a lot of pressure to keep up with a schedule of posting things on social media and on your blog. And actually, the number three tip is to be consistent. But you not only want to be consistent in terms of just popping up in people's feeds, you want to be providing a consistent source of information on the topic at hand. This doesn't mean that you can never write a personal caption on Instagram. On Instagram, in fact, you definitely should. But this does mean that if you're doing long form content, like a blog, don't randomly write about your vacation and always keep that avatar in mind, that real person who's consuming your content, always write like you are writing to them. Sometimes I, um, sometimes especially when I'm doing like an email, I will just write my email like I'm writing a letter to one person. And it's a great way to really humanize your marketing. And again, make sure your content is focused on the needs of that particular audience. Uh, like I alluded to a second ago, my third tip for building an audience, be consistent and responsive. So yes, stick to a schedule, make sure you don't disappear on people, 
and be responsive. This is so important, right? When you are building up your business, you want to make sure you take the time to respond to to people who comment on your work, who ask you questions. I mean, one, it's a nice thing to do. It's a way of providing customer service. Even if people aren't paying customers yet, you want to treat them like they are potential buyers. So you want to provide them a great experience every time they interact with your content. And when someone does have that one-on-one dialogue with you, that's going to create such a strong impression uh, for your brand and is a really great way to build a long-term relationship. Uh, Number four, again, just a reminder to focus on your niche, right? I kind of talked a little bit about this when I talked about focusing on your audience, so I won't spend too much time on it. But stay consistent with your niche, especially when you're first starting out and building your audience. You want to be, you know, you don't want people to be surprised when they see your content. You want to provide them the kind of content that they are expecting. And number five, again, content, content, content. You want to make sure that the content is high quality, valuable content. So again, Avoid fluff and filler just to kind of fill up whatever your schedule is. Make sure you're writing really good in-depth stuff. One thing I recommend people do is when they're first starting out, make developing content a real focus um, and try to do things like uh, if you're writing a blog, try to create blog materials that you might call pillar content, right? Provide content that is in-depth, interesting, and that stands out from the competition. So just to recap, our five strategies for audience building. Number one, lead with you. Number two, always create with your audience in mind. Number three, be consistent and responsive. Number four, focus on your niche. And number five, provide high quality, valuable content. Something else to note about audience building before we move on here is that you do not have to be everywhere in the beginning. I would actually recommend just focusing on a couple platforms where you can really provide that high quality, valuable content. And once you've mastered those and built up an audience there, you might choose to sort of spread your wings and expand to more platforms. Um, Another important note about audience building, people ask me like, okay, so I know I need to build an audience. Well, how do I know when I have enough of an audience to push ahead with selling my course. And what you really want are a group of people who express interest in your product when you start talking about it. I'm gonna talk a lot about validating uh, your online course ideas in a future episode, but that's really the key thing. You want a strong expression of interest in your course. And another thing that's important here is you want the amount that you are going to invest in creating the product to be roughly proportional to what you expect to gain from the product. There is nothing wrong with creating your first online course when you have a smaller audience. But what I would say not to do is don't invest, you know, hundreds of dollars in equipment. Don't create something really expensive. Don't hire a bunch of people to build your funnel and do your Facebook ads and things like that. It is totally possible to create a great online course without that huge initial investment. Um, Another thing, I'm going to talk about warm versus cold leads in another episode, but another thing to note is it's a lot more expensive to sell to a cold audience, right? So I always suggest that first-time course creators work out the kinks and test their products with a maybe smaller audience that they have built up organically and people who know them 
Um, sometimes online marketing has this very build a big expensive funnel and they will come mindset, but elaborate funnels are not a guarantee of sales. They don't take the place of being a trusted authority in your space. Just a couple words of advice there. We will talk a lot more about launching strategies and marketing your course in a future episode, but I did want to throw that in there. The third thing that I suggest people do before they start developing their course is talk to people. So I think I kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier, but the other thing you want to be doing as you're building this audience is you want to be talking to them. You want to be getting to know them because your audience they are going to tell you what you should create a course about, right? A lot of people talk about choosing a topic for your online course, but it's also a bit of a topic discovery process if you're doing it right, because your audience, it's their course, right? The course is for them. It is not for you. So you want to be talking to people so you can find out what they need, what their pain points are, what their language is. So uh, again, a lot of this gets into course validation, which is a future episode, but you want to keep track of the questions people ask you, the problems that people are having. The more you know about your audience, the more prepared you're going to be to create a course that really resonates with them and really suits their needs. Okay. So those are my things that you need before you create an online course. I hope this was helpful and we will be back next week. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to learn more, you can find me on Insta at Train Thrive Grow. And don't forget to leave a rating and review for this podcast in iTunes. Talk to y'all soon. Bye.